If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Um, did anybody grow up playing upward? Upward basketball? Okay. All right. I played in the equivalent of that, but it was called something different. And it was at a completely different place, so it, it wasn't upward at all. But uh, y'all would understand it as upward. Um, so um, tonight I'm going to start a three-week series, and I've titled it Deal With It. Deal With It, right? Uh, which kind of sounds like tough love, um, but really I want to talk about how to deal with it how to deal with it, or even better yet, how the Bible says to deal with it. So what I did is I texted uh, several of you guys uh, and even some high schoolers, and I said, hey, what, what, are, what are the things that, that you guys deal with? What, what, are, what are the biggest things that come up? And uh, what I found is that y'all deal with the exact same things that adults do, the exact same things. They just look a little bit different but it's the exact same thing. And that should encourage you. And like we talked about last time, you're not, the, you're not the only one going through what you're going through at all. Guys, we talked about that um, in, uh, in seventh grade. And, and if y'all read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 in life groups this week, uh, it says, that's the first thing it says is um, the temptation that you're going through, you're not the only one going through it. Um, and so what I'm gonna talk about tonight is how to deal with anger. Um, and this was kind of a tough one for me to prepare for because uh, it's something, to be transparent, it, it's something that I struggle with, uh, just to be honest with you. Uh, I think each of us kind of struggles with our own things and some a little bit more than others. Um, and, and anger has kind of been uh, something that I wrestle with. Now, everybody wrestles with that to, to an extent. Um, but it's really something the Lord has softened my heart over the years. And uh, as Mr. Ron will tell you, we're, we're always a work in progress. We're always, always, always a work in progress, just like Paul said. Not that I'm there, but I'm striving to be there. So the reason why I asked if you played basketball, because nothing made me more mad, um, either than someone returning the kick for a touchdown on Madden, which I would, of course, turn off the system, uh, but was, was if I played sports. Did anybody get, like, super extra when they play sports. I do too. I do too. That's why, that's why I, uh, I always got to ease up before I, or I get into it. I'm really, really competitive. Even if you don't play sports, uh, you could be super competitive in, in anything that you do, anything. Um, and so I was playing basketball. I was seven years old. I was the, I was a young lad, just a, just a, a wee tot. And, um, uh, I, I, was, I was pretty good because I didn't have any friends, so all I did was play basketball, and hopefully someone would come to my house, but they didn't. So, uh, so I, I play basketball a lot. Um, so I used to be good, but I peaked when I was like eight, and then it's been a, a slight decline slope since then. Um, but when I was seven, I was in my prime. And um, so I was playing in this game one time. I don't like telling this story. This is so embarrassing. Um, so... Uh, these guys, they were like, I think the team was double teaming me or something. And I, and I was getting kind of upset. Um, and finally, finally, somebody stole the ball from me. And I was so red. I was so mad. And I'm not fast. 
like at all. Like it's kind of like what's wrong with that guy when he runs a little bit, right? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all have seen it, but you're, you're nice and you didn't say anything. I appreciate that. But I got so mad, y'all, and I turned around, and I was running, and I chased this kid down. And I kid you not, I'm not proud of this. Uh, I grabbed this kid by the jersey, and I proceeded to, I kind of did like a little dance with him a little bit, kind of swung him around, and I flung him by the jersey into the wall. Seven-year-old kid, right? Seven-year-old kid. No, please don't clap. Please don't clap. Nope. No, I do not accept. I do not accept. Guys, can you imagine what my parents were thinking, right? They're like, I probably knew like 40 words in my vocab. I was probably still having to change my sheets often. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a seven-year-old kid. And here I am getting so angry that this, this, this other little kid stole the ball from me that I ran down the court and I grabbed him by his jersey and I threw him into the wall. I think the refs didn't even know what to do with that. Like, do do we press charges? What do we do here? Do we call the police? This is, he needs to, he needs to go somewhere. Um, No, it was a double tech and we had to leave, but I went to McDonald's. So who really won that one? (laughs) Um, Then it happened again when I was, when I was nine. All right. Um, so I grew up in the neighborhood right behind Northland Christian, uh, and I was, uh, zoned to Wells and I was going to go there. Uh, but then my parents moved and I went to Jaeger elementary. I don't know if any of y'all went to Jaeger, but if you did, it was great. Okay. We got one. All right. It's, it's right down the road. Um, so it's my, y'all, it's my first day at recess, right? If you go, (laughs) If you go to a new school or you move schools, has anybody ever moved schools before? Like, not like, oh, I went to fifth to sixth. But like, okay, yeah. Kanan's got two hands raised. Uh, Kanan, you like moved countries, didn't you? Okay, that's cool. So my parents are like, you know, hey, you get a fresh start. Not that I had like a, a bad rep here or anything, but they're like, man, you get a fresh start. And so the first day at recess, Jaeger had this nasty black top, which if you fell, they just like, nobody ever heard from you again because you would just like break everything. But uh, they've soon fixed it, and um, there was a popular kid team and a not popular kid team, and I was proud to be on the not popular kid team because I was brand new, and I couldn't wait to beat the popular kid team. Like, I was, it, it was, I was going to destroy them, um, <clears throat> just to draw some tears, you know, but just to let them know what's up, and so uh, I told you all, I peaked at eight, so by nine, I was going down a little bit, so the very first day, this kid stole the ball from me. Y'all, I don't have the best handles, obviously. Um, And I like, or we were kind of like wrestling for it or something. And I just got mad and I just like swung. I don't even say like I I punched him because I didn't. It it was, it probably looked really pathetic. I just like swung my hands until they met his body. And, but it it was slightly violent. And I kind of kept just like doing this, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, what is, this new kid's weird. Uh, And so I, I got kicked out of recess for the first six weeks that I was there. Uh, and so needless to say, um, I still play basketball, but, um, y'all as funny, as funny as it is, like it's, it's something that I struggle with and, and it's something that will come out every now and then, or it will try to come out because the enemy knows this, 
Like the enemy knows that, that I'm susceptible a little bit more to anger. And so he'll try to use that. So what I have to do is I, I kind of have to look to see what's coming up. I'll have to look a little bit down the road or play some events out in my head and go, okay, okay, like just calm down. Um, and, and I have to be smart about that so that I don't do or say something that, that, I, that I really didn't mean to. Have y'all ever done that? Have y'all ever done or said something that later you were like, oh, man. Yeah, I think we, I think we all have to some uh, extent. And so, um, but here's the thing. What caused me to do that? You were angry. Well, my anger didn't make me do that. Nothing made me do that. I chose to do that. Now, was I maybe influenced by my anger? Sure, but nothing made me do that. And, and if we're not careful, like sometimes it's you fling a kid into the wall and, or like do some little whatever that was that I did. Um, but sometimes it's a lot worse. Like sometimes you can end up doing something or saying something or, or whatever it is that you never thought you, you had the capability of. Like you didn't even think you could go there. And, and what causes us to be angry is it, it, we all have these little buttons that, that people can say or that people can do or whatever it is. But uh, if you think about it, it's more than just our circumstances. It's more than just what's going on. It's more than just who's around us. It's more than just what someone said or someone didn't say. Have you ever had such a bad day that nothing, nothing could, could make you happy or whatever it is, right? We've probably all, probably all been there. Have you ever had such a good day to where you're like, dude, I am on. Like I need my own reality TV show. Someone needs to follow me with a boom box. I need my own theme music. I'm killing this right now. That it's like, if something bad happened, you're like, whatever, that guy's got a boombox and he's following me because I'm having such a good day. Well, the circumstances can change either one. The thing was, was our mindset on those two different days. They were just absolutely different. One of them, you decided, hey, nothing's going to bother me at all. And the other one, it's like you were looking for things to bother you, right? And so our anger is deeper than our circumstances, our anger is deeper than just things or things that are going on around us or just people all around us. And so the world and movies and TV shows or whatever it is, they tell us to someone does something bad and makes you angry. You need to take revenge, right? You need to, you need to teach them a lesson or whatever it is. Um, I mean, think about how many movies are about that, right? Um, but God has so much more for us than that. He has so much more for us than that. And here's the thing, I don't want to make you feel bad because you experience anger. I mean, we all experience, or irritation, or whatever you want to call it, bitterness. Uh, I think that comes up, but I do want to help you through God's word, show you, hey, what should we do with that? What should we do with that? Because it happens to all of us. So what should we do with that? That was one of the biggest responses when y'all texted me back. Um, and so uh, y'all know the story of Jonah, right? Jonah. He's known for the fish and everything like that. Um, but does anybody know how he got into the fish? Yes, Jack. He was running away from God. That's exactly right. He was, yeah, he was attempting to run away from God. So basically, spark notes of the spark notes goes like this. If y'all don't know what that is, that's a good thing. Um, God told Jonah, hey, go to this city, preach this thing, and uh, they're pretty wicked, and I'm going to destroy it. 
And Jonah was like, no, I don't want to do that. So Jonah tries running away from God, which is exactly what Adam and Eve did in the garden, which is literally impossible to do. But he tried doing it anyways. He tried running away from him. So God was like, okay. Um, And so Jonah jumped off. Anyways, he winds up in this fish, in the belly of this fish. And he's like, oh, man, what am I doing? Right? He's like, what what am I doing? So he straightened up a little bit. And he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. So anyways, he ends up going to this place called Nineveh, which people weren't very nice. And uh, he ends up preaching this message, and some people respond to it. And so God says, hey, you know what? They responded. I'm not going to destroy this city anymore. And he's like, what? You said you were going to destroy this city. Jonah did not like these people. He said, you are going to destroy. They deserve to be destroyed. They've been so wicked. They've been so bad. How are you not going to destroy this? And he gets all mad again, and he's filled with hatred and bitterness to all of these. To, to, I mean, he, just, he was just consumed with this feeling. And, it, and God was showing compassion to people. Like, how backwards is that? That God's showing compassion. One, first he did it to Jonah, and then he was showing compassion to this huge city. It took three days to walk, to finally walk around the whole city, to go around the whole city, and he's showing compassion, and Jonah gets mad. It's because Jonah already had his mind up, mind made up about these other people. He already had his mind made up that he was going to be mad. He was going to be angry. He was going to be bitter towards these people. He was going to hold things towards these people. It's like he didn't even give him, he didn't even give himself a chance. He already had his mind made up. And that started from within. Before any of those circumstances, because the circumstances went from here to here, but it started from within. Everything that we think, everything that we say, and everything that we do starts from within. Everything we think, do, and say is an overflow of what's in our heart. Hey, you can fake it for a little bit, but eventually it'll come out. What's down in the well is going to come up in the bucket. You know, if you lower a bucket down into a well, because that's where you get your water, right, guys? This is, yeah, I'm speaking right right to your language. Uh, But if you lower a well down, if you lower a bucket down into a well, whatever's down there is going to come up, right? If it's mud, if it's puppies, whatever it is, it's coming back. Hopefully it's puppies. It's going to come back up in that bucket. It's the same thing with our hearts, Whatever the condition of our heart is, whatever's going on in our heart, it's eventually going to come out in what we say, do, and especially what we think. Jesus said that holding anger against someone, it's as if we've murdered them. Think about that. Think about how backwards, think about how almost crazy, radical that probably sounded to people. Like, man, but everybody's held anger against someone. Does that mean that well, it's because Jesus, though he definitely cares about our actions, he wants our hearts. Why? Because whatever's in our heart is going to flow out. Not just bad stuff, but also love. And he wants that love relationship. But that starts down here. And that's what he's after in you, is your heart. So what can we do? What do we do? when we start to feel these feelings of anger and it starts to boil up a little bit. Um, So here's what not to do first. Um, One thing not to do, immediately react on your emotions without thinking. That's what not to do. Well, that's an actual quote. Well, 
that's how you end up saying and doing stuff that later on you're like, oh my gosh. Right, and the enemy might even come back later on a few times and be like, hey, remember when you did that? Remember when you did that? And you're just like, oh, I know I've asked for forgiveness since then and I know Jesus has forgiven me, but oh, the enemy's trying to use that against me. So immediately react on your emotions without thinking. It's the first thing not to do, all right? Second thing not to do, bury it deep inside and never deal with it. <laughs> Guys, you know, girls can do this too, but it's like, mm, I'll never show emotion because it's so cool to do that, right? Oh, I'm just going to act like it never happened and nobody will ever see and just, you just push it down. So if you know the little spring in, in your pins, you take, a, take apart your pins in class, if you have a little spring or any type of little spring, if you push... If you push that spring down, what happens if you push it down straight and you let go? Boom! Right? It takes off. It takes off. If you compress something long enough, it's going to come back up. Because one day, you're not going to be holding it down, concentrating on it. Your mind's going to be over here. You're going to be doing this, and it'll come back up. Right? Here's the third thing not to do. Take revenge. Revenge never pointed anyone to God. Here, let me read to you from Romans 12. It says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Why would you repeat yourself in a letter? Can't I just read it again? Because it's important. Leave, the, leave that to the righteous anger of God. Leave what to God? Revenge. Leave revenge to God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. And said, instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. What? If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. That kind of means like, uh, if they're hungry and y'all are enemies and you give them food, they're like, what? And it's almost like they kind of get angry because you were nice to them because they were expecting you to have revenge. And they're like, why are you nice to me? And then they're mad that you're nice. God's saying, hey, do that so I can work on their hearts a little more. Let me show them their foolishness. Let me show them this. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Here's what we can do. Breathe. It's not the end of the world, and the sun will rise in the morning. You might not be able to see it, depending on this weather, but the sun will rise in the morning. Tomorrow will happen. If not, Jesus comes back, and if you're a Christian, that's a really good thing. If not, let's talk. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Um, Breathe. I can't remember, like, anything that I got in a fight about, really, in middle school, and that's not to say that you're not going through true, I'm not saying that at all. You could be going through real fights, feeling real things. I totally agree. I'm just saying like, now it's like, "Mm, I don't know. It was probably something back then. And you know what? Things that I get mad about or freak out about now, in however many years, I'll probably go, "Mm, whatever. So just remember that as you're going through it, just breathe. The second one is give your anger over to God and trust him with it. He doesn't want my, he doesn't want my anger. He wants He wants like the good parts of me. No, God wants every part of you. He wants every part of you, every messy part, 
Every part that you don't want people to see, the things, whatever it is, he wants every part, every part. And you can always give it to him. Um, think if I do this or if I say this, is it going to point people to God or push them away? If I do this or say this, is it going to point people to God or is it going to push them away? Because whether we like it or not, if you're a Christian, you're a representative of, of God, of Christianity, of the Bible, of church, uh, of any of those things. You're a representative of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says. Is this going to point people towards God or is it going to push them away? Two more. Uh, talk to someone about it. Now, sometimes you got to be careful, right? You want to talk to a trusted friend. You want to talk to your parents, right? There's no one in this world besides God that can love you more than your parents do. Or whoever cares or provides for you. Nobody. Um, talk to a pastor. To me, Alec, Brooke, Pastor Stephen, Paul, whoever it is. A pastor at another church, that's fine too. Uh, talk to a life group leader. Talk to our leaders here. Uh, talk to any mature Christian that you trust. Talking about it gets it off your chest. It always feels a little better. Sometimes just talking it through, it's like, okay. And also you want to talk to it about someone so they can make sure that you're not crazy, right? (laughs) You're like, okay, man, they took the blue crayon. It's going to be okay. I have another blue crayon, another blue crayon that you can have, right? So you're kind of making sure that what you're feeling, that they can understand that, uh, the, the, the last thing is, um, and this is the hardest thing. So if you have Matthew 18 open, go to verse 15. Um, after you've talked to someone, after you've prayed about it, given it to God, had some time, go to that person. If it was a person, go to that person and talk to them. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 says, it, go, it says, go to them one-on-one to tell them their fault, or you could just Hey man, when you did this, it, it, it really made me feel this. Or this is kind of what happened in my mind a little bit. Or it made me think this. And they're like, oh man, oh. Right? And then the next verse says, if that doesn't work to bring a couple other people that you trust along with you so that they can see, oh wow, okay, it wasn't just him that thought that. Maybe I do need to rethink this or she, whatever it is. So again, in closing, anger is something that we all experience, but we have to know that it's one of, the, one of the enemy's greatest weapons that he wants to use against us. The Bible says that our enemies are not other people, but it's the things that we cannot see. He's talking about the enemy and all, and, and, and all that he's over. He's trying to use that anger against us. We're, we're not enemies. People to people aren't enemies. It's the enemy trying to use our anger or whatever it is against us to try to divide us. But here's the thing, it starts in our hearts. And because we have sin and because we sin, we're broken. And broken things cannot fix things because they're broken. Right? So if our, if our, if our hearts are broken and not like, oh, they broke my heart, but like in a way that we, we naturally, we have a tendency to sin, that's our natural tendency we cannot fix our own hearts, but Jesus offers to give us new hearts, to give us a new heart, to take our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. And he, and he changes us from the inside out. He changes us. 
And being a Christian doesn't mean that anger will go away. It doesn't mean that you'll never experience that anymore. And it doesn't mean that you're going to react perfectly every time. Now, we strive for that, but that doesn't mean that that that's automatically going to happen. But it does mean that anger does not have the power over your life anymore that it used to. It doesn't. It feels like it, but it doesn't. Jesus is stronger than anything you can feel at the moment. Jesus was enough. We're born with these chains to anger and sin and all these other things, and Jesus breaks those. I think one of the greatest things that comes with this and talking about anger and Jesus is, is that with Jesus, you're truly free to let go of that. And you have that, and you have that choice now. If you have Jesus in your heart, God's spirit within you, you have that power through Jesus to truly let go of that. Jesus says to cast that on him. He says, I'll take that. Give me that. I'll take that. We have that choice. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day and God bless.